Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is Claire Darling, Senior Vice President, Worldwide Sales and Customer Support in Digital Media at Adobe. Today, Claire and I are planning to discuss an article that she actually wrote called The Future of Digital Work for Small Businesses. And it is a fascinating article. I, I read it uh, last month and uh, immediately wanted to have her on the podcast to talk about it. Uh, so we're going to talk about the article. We may talk about women entrepreneurship. And I definitely want to discuss how small business owners can avoid the tech rabbit holes on their way to success. Uh, with that, let's welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Claire Darling. Welcome. Hey, thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Now, um, the accent might throw people off. You're actually in California, right? Yep. Yep, that's right. I'm currently, I live in a place called Los Gatos, just outside of San Jose, but you might be able to tell I'm actually British. <laughs> right, right. Well, I got to tell you, the, the article that I read was based on um, a survey that Adobe did, right, it, where you talked about the future of digital work. And um, you asked a thousand small businesses and their employees across the uh, U.S., U.K., India, Japan, I think, maybe some other places. But you asked them whether technology helps or hinders how productive small businesses can be. Um and I thought that was a fascinating question because, you know, you ask a thousand small businesses, you might get a thousand answers, but the, the, the responses were actually somewhat what I expected, but there were some surprises in there. So my first question to you is, how do small businesses define productivity? Well, that's a really interesting question because, <clears throat> excuse me, you would think that they would think about anything that would help them generate income. Um, but actually, it's, it's broader than that. Um, they think about productivity being you know, work that's impactful, things that actually make a difference. It's, it's not just about generating income. It's about making sure that they're using their brains and using their skills in the right way. And, and I think that, that you know, the challenge for small businesses, they, they've been a little bit behind. They're playing catch-up on, on digital technologies. So, they are still using you know, paper-based processes or not necessarily having adopted technologies. And, and frankly, we've not helped them do that enough. Yeah. Did, did your study give you an indication as to why there is that hesitancy? I mean, here's the things that I see with, with some small businesses, and they're getting better. But, you know, I think it's like between 40 and 50% don't even have a website, right? <laughs> that you say that that uh, a, 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 quite a few of them are still paper-based. Yeah. And if they're not paper-based, if they promoted themselves, all of their um, content and data is still on-premise as opposed right. to cloud. Man, that's that's like 1980s thinking, right? Well, you know, you just said you read the article a month ago. <clears throat> and I just think about what's changed in the last month with regards to technology. And uh and so, you know, actually, even in the last you know, couple of weeks, there's so much, so many advancements with, with AI that actually, you're right, you can talk about 1980s thinking, but, you know, we might be talking about May 2023 thinking when yeah. we get into June. It's kind of, it's moving at a real pace, but, but that's not all to be afraid of. And, and I think that's, 
that was the interesting thing that came out of this study is small businesses really care about this stuff. They care about being productive. They care about their employees. They care about the society. They care about making things work right for them. But actually, the, the biggest stressor that they have is, you know, how can they do more for less? They have been hit hardest. You know, I always say small businesses are the lifeblood of, of the economy. You know, where I'm from in the UK, one in four people work for a small or medium business. And, you know, these, these, these small teams, these wonderful businesses, they get hit first with inflation and recession, but they're also the most creative. They're also the ones that tend to come out of it fastest. And, and I think that's where technology can actually help them. You know, yes, bringing them into the digital age, getting a, getting a website, but actually, sometimes maybe maybe they can leapfrog, you know, with some of the new advancements that are coming out. You know, so um, I, I think there's a way for them to play catch up. Yeah, and that and that was kind of the 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 you know going into the article. They talked about ways that you can uh, catch up to just the rest of the world, your your customers, how your customers want to interact with you, how your partners and suppliers want to interact with you. They can't see the papers that you're writing on, right? When 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 you think of supply chain and logistical issues that we saw in the last three years, and it's like, okay, well, what about Fred? Well, Fred is not online. Yeah, and, and we yeah. don't know what's happening with you know his business or you know his resources that he's supposed to be giving us for supply chain. That's exactly right. I mean, you know. Customers of small businesses, you know, are very discerning these days. I mean, we're all customers of small businesses. We have all become more consumer savvy. So we expect things to be simple. We expect to be able to interact 24 hours a day, you know, we, to expect to be able to do that digitally. And I think that that's, that's a, a huge you know, part of where the challenge is for small businesses. They, they have to find a way of being able to stand out in this, in this busy landscape and and I, and I think that's, that, honestly, that's where tech can help them. Um, you know, as a small business owner, you have to wear all the hats. You know, I'm the entrepreneur. I am the sales leader. I am the marketer. And, you know, you you can be a jack of all trades. And, and that's, I, I think, where the opportunity to to automate, to simplify, um, you know, some of those repetitive, you know, back-end processes can, can really make a difference. So the article goes on to talk about something that you call the digital opportunity. And what I liked about it is there was kind of a, a thing in there about, you know, dealing with employees. And I wrote empower staff, yeah. right? That you as the business owner, you don't need to put the burden entirely on yourself. Right. Right. Like, like if you've got, you know, 15, 20, 30 people in your company, have a have a kind of a whiteboarding session and say, okay, we're not going to try and boil the ocean today and get caught up, uh, you know, in with modern day technology. You know, we're going to operate from where we are. What are the next steps? How how, how does a how does a business owner empower his or her staff for these digital opportunities, taking into consideration the the cost factors? Because you, you mentioned that earlier, that that for many businesses, the idea, you know, they don't know what technology costs in, in many cases, right? They just know it's it's probably 
unaccessible and unavailable to them. They think it's all enterprise level. But talk about that digital opportunity for the average small business owner, passionate business owner who's trying to catch up. Well, you don't have to be perfect, you know, right out of the gate. I think that's kind of the, the thing right, that we have right. to, to recognize. Just making small steps. So let's take your example of, you know, the, the 20 to 30 man organization. I love this idea of um, empowering employees. First of all, you know, employees uh, you know, really want to work somewhere where they are doing this productive, meaningful work. So actually having them as part of the solution and having them you know, whiteboarding and, and thinking about you know, what they know and what they're using elsewhere in their personal lives and how they could bring that into the business would help. And it's just starting small. So whether that's um, you know, figuring out how they can simplify um, the way that they contract with their customers or they get electronic signatures. Um, I don't know about you, but I've definitely got ChatGPT open in my browser right now. I'm sure you have. And, you know, I know, you know, I know that my kids who both work for small businesses, you know, use that already, you know, and that's been a, that's been that, you know, May 2023 kind of phenomenon of, of helping them to create um, you know, great email copy, you know, making making salespeople, making marketers much more effective quickly. So I love this idea of harnessing the, the power of the employees to say, hey, what could we do? And what are the small, simple steps that we could take? Some of which are out there available and for free, some of which come with a very small set of costs and subscription to be able to put your toe in the water and get started. And Obviously, you know, I, I have a vested interest from Adobe's side. I think that we we are we are obviously trying to help. I mean, I'm I'm I, I run the small small and medium business team. You know, I'm absolutely passionate about making sure that we're simplifying paper to digital. But you know, in the last couple of weeks, we launched um, Firefly and then Photoshop with Firefly, which is our um, AI um, tool for creativity. You know, yeah. this idea that you can. You can be a non-creative. I know this might come as a shock to you as a sales leader that I am. I'm not actually paid to be a creative, but I love to create stuff to connect with my customers. And so the idea that you've got something that can get me started as a non-expert is, is within grasp now. And I think that's where you harness this employee power to say, hey, what are you using in your personal lives? What are you seeing? What have you seen somewhere else? And actually just making little baby steps to say, let's simplify that bit. Let's try this. Let's get started. I, I think it's I think it's uh, it's a wonderful way to make the teams feel included in the problem solving too. I love all of that. I really do. So for my my listeners, I, I like to in the middle of the podcast, I talk about takeaways. That's your first takeaway. Is you know, we've talked a lot in the past about empowering your employees. You cannot do it on your own. You have to delegate in order to get, you know, where you want to go. You know, many people rowing in the same direction is a lot better than, than one person trying to do it on their own. So you break it down into sales and marketing and IT and customer service and, um, you know, the, the HR and whatever the other departments are. And you say, look, you, you tell us you know, what's going to make your department run more efficiently, more productively, right? And how are you going to use this? You know, you mentioned too, digital documents that, that and electronic signatures. That to me has been a lifesaver because I, I, I 
you know, I signed quite a few of them. And the fact that I don't have to print it, sign it, scan it, put it back into you know, a flash drive, put it back onto my computer and then send it, that alone yeah. has, has saved me probably 30 minutes and uh, months of grief because um, now I can just do everything right on there. Yeah. It, well, it changed. I mean, I think um, these trends were coming, but COVID rapidly accelerated that. You know, when we were all at home, the need to be able to connect and actually keep commerce going, you know, was was necessary. I mean, we all we were all sat at our computers ordering stuff and trying to get stuff delivered to us. So, so this what it did was it didn't change um, the way that people are, are, are communicating, and connecting. It just accelerated a direction we were already in and. I think small businesses are still still a little behind on, on that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love shopping. I'm a prolific shopper. I like to shop from small businesses. I know, um, but but I do, and you know, and I often get you know a handwritten invoice still inside boxes, and and I think it's, it's like figuring out when you make that leap from being you know a solopreneur, somebody who's literally doing it all, to actually having some investment in tools and systems. That that's. That's the that's the leap, and I, I think you know finding that way to to scale um, by taking some of that pain out. So you, as the leader, as the owner, as the people that are trying to be more productive, can concentrate on the things that you really care about, and say, and that that's that's what you want to do. You don't want to be spending the time, you know, you know, chasing down invoices if you can actually automate that. Yeah, and uh, it's funny, you know what? Automate your invoicing. And use that time to write a handwritten thank you note. Yes. Oh, now I like that. That's 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 the whole idea. So the, a, a lot of the um, takeaways that I had from your study, uh, again, which we'll put on our resource page, is that um, this is going to make technology. And when we say technology, I mean it is yeah. everything that we do, everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And we and everything in our ecosystem is getting upgraded. Yep. It's the way we collaborate with others, whether it's video tools or, or um, you know, any kind of conferencing tools. It's um, it's AI, it's automation, it's back-end, it's front-end. I mean, just imagine that, that everything you do from the moment you, eat, you wake up in the morning, before you're even in the office, till you go to bed, technology is going to improve the way you live. Well, I love that. And I, you said something. I love this idea of the, the handwritten personal note because I think it can be quite daunting, this idea that every single thing that we're about is changing. I I don't find it daunting. I'm actually really excited about it. I think the I think what it will be is a world that is more personalized, actually. That 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 idea of being able to put your stamp, your personality, your heart, actually, as a small business owner, into the way that you connect with your customers and your suppliers and your partners, because the the, the stuff that is the non-productive stuff is taken care of, and you can spend more time investing in relationships. You know, happy days. You know, I, I think um, you know, I've been I've been you know, working for over thirty years, and we always used to say relationships were at the heart of of, of good selling, and you know, that's still the case, but, you know, data and automation is definitely what helps us now to actually do that better because we can simplify some of the time it would take us to to have a personal conversation because you can do your research faster, for example. 
Yeah. Um, I, I want to touch on one more point and then I want to get into a couple of other areas with mm. you. Because this, to me, this is like a benchmark for the future of small business. So I'm excited about the, the results that you had and I'd love to see them, you know, six to nine months from now. But at the end of the, the study, you wrote, small business leaders today are simultaneously playing roles in operations, finance, sales, customer engagement, while managing the stressors outside of their work, right? And you're right, that is a lot of hats. Yep. Uh, and they're trying to do all of this without enough resources to get the job done. Chief among those are technology. Small businesses have a clear and present opportunity to make sure technology helps their employees and businesses grow not get in the way. That is, when I read that, the first thing that came to mind was slow down to speed up, right? That you're not going to suddenly flip a switch and you're going to be, you know, caught up to everybody else in the digital world. So knowing that a business owner has all these hats that they wear, and and you were advising such a small business. What would you tell? Mm -hmm. them? What what are the first two or three steps that they should take? I would say um, pick a couple of areas that are really important. So this idea of doing more with less is all encompassing. But pick a couple of areas to start with. For me, um, probably the most significant at a time like now is how do you start out from the crowd. So how do you actually make more uh, meaningful connections with your customers? How do you stand out on social? How do you actually create you know, the, the, the buzz that people talk about? So that would be area number one. I'll, I'll come back to what I think we could do around that. The second time would be, the second piece would be around how do we help um, take some of the stress out of the back end, you know, the back end process. So without it being, as you said, you know, a, a full re-engineering, Start small. Start with something that actually would simplify the way that you you do your invoicing, the way that you do your your say your, your current paper based processes in a, in a more simple way. So, front end customer engagement, probably back end inventory and contracting. You know, th this these are two fundamental areas that if you you started with readily available. Um, tools and capabilities that are out there. You don't have to re-architect. Please don't be scared. Right? That's the most important thing. Don't be scared. You can you can put a toe in the water here and actually start to try um, some some tech that's out there. Yeah, really simply without without investing. Just take you know take a look at take a look at what's going on and actually find ways to be able to connect with your customers. You know, using AI and using technology to actually have a more personal conversation. And then say, look at look at the ways you can take stress out of the back end with paper to digital software. All right. I, I, I'm going to break away from this article. But again, I thought it was a very important uh, timestamp, you know, to look at where we are with businesses and, and to have this conversation where uh, businesses, you know, the option of putting your head in the sand is gone. You can't do that. The so option of ignoring yeah. it. Right is or running away from it is gone. You're gonna have to do it. Face face whatever the fear is or obstacle that's in front of you, and just be curious about how this can actually help you. Love that. That's that's one of my favorite words. Be curious. 
you know, be open to possibilities and actually see what's out there. And it's it's not it's not a time to be afraid. It's a time to be curious. Yes. All right. Let me switch just a little bit, pivot, because mm. when I was doing my homework on you, you I, I read that you and I'm gonna mess this up and I can't find it, but it, you you're part of a, a women's leadership group, right? At a Okay. What does that entail? Um so I, since I joined Adobe, I've been at Adobe for eight and a half years. I've been part of the uh, Women at Adobe Employee Network. We have a number of networks across the business um, focused on areas of you know, focusing on fostering inclusion, and they're all under this banner of Adobe for All. Um, and I'm part of the the executive council of that now. I'm up here in the US, and um, it's really it's really important to me. I, I mentioned earlier that I've been working for thirty years and. You know, sometimes I think we we still talking about this. You know, thirty yeah. years on, yeah. you have you have to kind of keep reminding yourself of the world we live in. Actually, we still we still have structural structural inequities and disparities that exist across the global workforce. And you know, women today still make up less than fifty percent. Oh, sorry, fifty percent of women actually work um, compared with over seventy percent of men. Um, and you think about how few women are in the C-suite. Um, you look at what the International Labour Organization said last year, which is globally women are paid 20% less than men on average. So, you know, for me, there was like a personal cause here as well as a professional cause that says, actually, we need to, we need to take this on. And, um, you know, on that last one around pay parity, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that in 2019, Adobe did actually achieve pay parity and, and we continue to, to be leading in the, the tech industry. Um, but, yeah, you know, these networks are fundamentally at their heart for me. They're about two things. It's about connecting and enabling. If you can create networks, you know, where people can get together and gather and learn and share and, you know, tell stories. You know, storytelling is a really important way of, of fostering inclusion you can start to remove this sense of otherness that you feel when you're in, in the minority. Um, and then enabling is around, around skills development. You know, how can we help um, grow uh, women leaders? Um, how can we help them through mentoring and coaching and shadowing? And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really uh, happy that, you know, as Adobe I get to sponsor that and, and be you know, a coach and a mentor and, and people through our six-month leadership circles program so yeah it's it's a cool thing yeah i i uh i love all of that you know, I, I have four kids two boys and two girls yeah. and and you know with my sons you know i know they'll have their ups and downs my girls they're you know like my sons they're smart but i tell them you know this is i can't give them advice as i would give to my sons and the beauty is that they really seem to glom onto that that they feel empowered. And if they're not getting what they want, then they ask for it. I love it. Then they leave and they go, <laughs> okay, well, forget you. I'm going to go find another company that appreciates my contributions. Well, and, and you know, think about that in the context of our previous conversation about small business. You know, it, it's, it's not just for big businesses like an Adobe to be thinking about inclusion and diversity. Um, you know, I, I think about, if you for, for us, you know, we have millions of customers. If we want to appeal to our customer base, then we have to have 
you know, a diverse set of people who are working on our products and tools and, and, and technologies. Otherwise, we could suffer from groupthink. So, you know, building a diverse workforce is good business sense. It's yeah. not just a nice to have. It's not just the, the right thing to do at this moment. It actually does make, <clears throat> excuse me, really good business sense. And I think if, if as a small business owner, you can, you can realize that, then actually it gets easier to implement policies. That means that when you're hiring, you're, you're thinking about getting, you know, getting a nice, inclusive and diverse uh, workforce. Yes. And so when you talk about technology and you look at it from you want to look at it from a 360 degree view, right? If, if, if everybody in your company looks like you, is about your yeah. age, same gender, is the same ethnicity, you're getting maybe a 70 to 90 degree view of your world. I like to tell my clients and my listeners and readers that, that diversity and inclusion is a competitive advantage in business. Absolutely. So that, you know, you can ask somebody who doesn't look like you or, is, you know, 20 years older or 30 years younger, you know, how how are your groups, you know, how are people who you interact with, how are they using technology? I ask my kids that all the time. Yeah. It, and, and it's obviously it's very different than the way that I use it. So the, the group that you belong to at Adobe, the Women's Leadership Group, mm -hmm. does that apply? Is there a direct correlation with small businesses? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I talked about some of the initiatives we do uh, inside uh, the organization to, to foster women's uh, growth. Um, but, you know, we also have taken this outside of Adobe and partner with um, organizations such as Equality Now. Um, and we work with female founded uh, international brands such as uh, State of Escape to collaborate and uh, celebrate female creators and um, yeah, we've done some we've done some really nice stuff, which is about taking it outside and, and kind of smashing my two worlds of SMBs and and women's leadership together and, and trying to find that that happy space in the middle. What have you found? You know, it, obviously the pandemic was particularly hard on women, women business, yeah. women in the corporate workforce. Though the, the numbers, you know, scale back almost forty years. Right. When and I talked to a lot of women on my show and 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 just through networking where, you know, they had to make a choice between either the work or my family. You know, my, yeah. I can't have a second grader on Zoom while I'm in the, while I'm trying to do my work. And we're starting to see those numbers come back. Right. We're starting to see those numbers come back. But but what were some of were there were there any first were there any silver linings to that? for women about the way that they work and the way that they lead. Yeah, I I'm I'm really I'm really pleased you called it out. I think it was really hard on, on women and homeschooling and trying to hold down a job and you know trying to keep everything going. Actually that was one of the things that I enjoyed, you know, the most actually getting an insight into people's lives. I actually quite like the second graders running around and seeing a full 360 of people because it was a privilege, actually. It was a real privilege to see people, you know, and and understand what they were going through as a leader. That was that was my privilege to be able to say, actually, family is always first in, in my book. You know, I, I have two sons, and um, while they're in their twenties now, you know, I I will always be a family first person. But I actually think, you know, a lot of stuff changed, you know, during the pandemic. Um, what used to be field sales, everything's now inside sales. You know, I my 
please don't tell my sales team that they would get very uh, very upset about it but you know, we do we do far more over zoom over teams you know it is a it is a virtual world and our customers are really happy with it and actually that does benefit women more um it, it's like leveled that playing field in terms of can i actually do a school run and you know and get to the office um now actually i can do all of this i can do all of this stuff from home so i actually think some of the changes that were forced upon us actually have, have been a bit of a leveler um so so digital technology actually i think is is going to be one of the, the great level playing fields um the second piece is just general um general trends towards you know people buying digitally you know, we have we need to have um, you know, women can now you know, take take slightly different roles they don't have to be frontline selling they can maybe be, be doing all the digital selling through the website and getting creative and and I worked um, with a group of women who were starting their side hustles during covid you know, they they had a passion they'd never had you know the time or energy to be able to start it up and they were going through like boot camp of 101 of how to how to set up a, you know, a Facebook selling group, how to you know, start to use Adobe Express to be able to create content. Uh, again, you know, what, a, what a huge privilege to be able to watch people take what was their, their creative mission. There was something they wanted to make or put out into the world, but actually had no, no idea where to start and uh, watching them kind of fly. It's great. Uh, all of these things that you're, you're talking about too uh, remind me that Technology is a means to an end, right? And I think what happened with the pandemic and coming out of it is that a lot of people lost sight of what the end was. You know, everything gets turned upside down and they said, wow, you know, a um, lot of opportunities, you know, working remotely, working hybrid, family, all, all of these things that, you know, maybe we took for granted um didn't have to travel i was a huge traveler for years and and all of a sudden i'm grounded i'm like so this is what it feels like to be home <laughs> and and so now coming back back into it it's it's kind of like i think years from now they're going to talk about this inflection point mm -hmm. the technology came along just at the right time because it's going to make us a lot more efficient a lot more productive if we allow it to Right where we say, okay, you know, I, I can I can learn to, you know, deliver on my products and services and maintain relationships in my ecosystem very efficiently with technology. Yeah. But here's here's a strong advantage for women, because I think for women business owners, they are so much better at the details <laughs> than men, right? And so that handwritten note. That's going to come from a woman business owner. You know, she's going to automate the invoicing so she can take time to write that letter and, and take time to remember the little, little things that years ago, like yeah. and anniversaries and all of that stuff. I have three women clients that are, they have everybody's birthday and anniversary and graduation all in their calendars. And they always get a handwritten note off. And I'm like, that is absolutely incredible and the feedback they get is but, but technology allows them to do that it, yeah. it, it allows them to it, it gives them that time well and that's it it's that if you if we wind the clock forward over the next you know, few years everything will you know everything will be gearing towards us having more of these personalized experiences so 
just just love that. You know, it, you, you only get the time to do those beautiful things if you've taken some of the pain out elsewhere. We're in the home stretch. One, thank you so much for, do, for, for being my guest today. You are fantastic. I'd love to have you back on to talk about the next article you write that's going to ping me four or five times. Um, and I'll put all of the details about how people can connect with you or Adobe in the resource page. But from, from a, Adobe's perspective, so I subscribe to, I think, four or five of your products. So I love them. I use them. You'll see them in my newsletters and whatnot. But tell me and tell our listeners, what are two or three products either that you just upgraded or changed that we should be looking at right now and how will they help us in our business? Um, well, thank you for being a customer. I great, greatly appreciate it. Um, I would say there's a couple of places I'd love you to, to start and look at if you're a small and medium business and you're trying to modernize your technology. Uh, and the first one would, would be um, the, the place that I touched on before. I would love you to look at Acrobat. Acrobat will help you uh, move from these paper-based processes you know, into something that's more digital and take out that time-consuming work and also help the environment, please. That would be amazing. Huge improvement to productivity, no doubt. Um, the second piece, the second one for me would be take a look at Adobe Express. So for anybody that is looking to try and stand out for the, from the crowd, um, whether, you're, whether you think that you're a creative or not, you need to communicate well with your customers and your audience. Um, and so whether you're creating content for your website or you create content for socials, Express will allow even, even people like me to be able to create something beautifully. And because we're integrating AI, you know, it will give you a head start. So we'll start with some templates, which make it easy. And we'll start with you being able to describe what you want. And over time, that will, you know, like magic pop up, Adobe magic. I love it. I love it. All right. Acrobat and Express? Acrobat and Express. All right. I love that. Thank you. Clara, you have been fantastic. Like I said, I definitely want to keep in touch with you because you allow me to keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening in, in the market. So I look, I look really smart when I talk to people like you and, and, and a big help to our businesses. And thank you to our listeners. You know, we get some pretty good feedback from them and they say what they like, what they don't like, what they'd like to hear more of. And this is definitely what they want to hear more of. Technology is, uh, as your study indicates, is a huge topic of conversation. And, and to your point, you know, how you can use technology to get the job done without getting in your business's way or your employee's way. So yeah, our last takeaway is going to be empower your staff to help you make those decisions. Uh, so thank you to all our listeners for your uh, feedback, your suggestions, and we'll definitely see you uh, next week on another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Until then, everyone, Remember, slow and steady wins the race when it comes to technology. Take care. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.